Hey, today I'm going to teach you five English idioms that you can start using right now to speak English more fluently. Are you ready? Well then, I'm teacher Tiffany. Let's jump right in. All right, English idiom number one, hit the road, hit the road. Now this just means to start a journey again, to start a journey. So I want you to think about you and your family members or you and your friends. Maybe every summer you plan a trip and you decide to go to some beautiful location and to get there, you decide to drive your car. You say, come on guys, let's go get your bags. We are going to hit the road again, start a journey. Makes sense, right? Right when you're about to go, you say, let's hit the road. Here's some example sentences. Here we go. Sentence number one, we need to hit the road early. If we want to make it to the beach before it gets crowded. Hey, listen, everybody goes to this beach because the weather is nice most of the year, but this beach, man, it just seems like the weather is just perfect. Whenever we go to this beach, the waves are perfect. Everything is great. So we need to get there early because everyone loves it. Let's hit the road. Let's start our journey early. Makes sense, right? All right, here we go. Sentence number two, after a quick breakfast, we hit the road. We started on our journey to begin our trip across America. One more time. After a quick breakfast, we hit the road to begin our trip across America. Make sense. All right, here we go. Sentence number three, it's time to hit the road and explore new cities. Hey, we have to get out and go. We need to explore new cities. We need to hit the road, start our journey. Make sense. All right. Again, idiom number one, hit the road. I want you to start using it today. If you're watching this video, I want you in the comment section. I want you to use this idiom, make your own sentence using hit the road. Here we go. Idiom number two on the move on the move. Now this just means traveling from one place to another traveling from one place to another. Think about it. If I'm going from Maryland to New York to then Pittsburgh, I am moving from one place to another. I am traveling. I am on the move. Caught it, right? Check out this example sentence. Here we go. Sentence number one, as a travel blogger, my friend is always on the move, going from place to place to place from country to country. My friend is always on the move. And actually this is a true statement. One of my good friends, she's a travel blog blogger and she is always on the move. Good job. Here we go. Sentence number two, we need to pack our bags quickly because we'll be on the move again this evening. Hey, we're going to be traveling from place to place. We need to pack our bags quickly. Make sense. All right, here we go. Next we have sentence number three. My friends are always on the move during the summer. 
They're always traveling from place to place. In English, we say on the move. You got it. Good. All right. Idiom number three, another great idiom. Number three, catch a ride, catch a ride. Now this just means to get a lift from someone or to go somewhere in someone else's car to catch a ride. For example, I went on a trip, right? I went to Mexico last year. True story. I went to Mexico with some family and friends. Now I was going to the airport and my best friend called me. She also went on the trip, but we were on different flights. She said, Hey Tiff on the way back, can I catch a ride with you from the airport? We're going to arrive. We're flying into the same airport, but I need a ride. Can I catch a ride with you? Can I go back home with you in your car? I said, sure thing again catch a ride. You got it right again. This idiom is very natural. You can use it and sound more like a native English speaker. So here we go. Sentence number one. Hey, like my friend said, can I catch a ride with you to the airport or from the airport? Can I catch a ride with you to the airport? Sentence number two. I don't have a car, so I'll have to catch a ride with one of my sisters. I'll have to ride with her to the destination. Sentence number three. If you're going downtown in a few minutes, can I catch a ride with you? Can I go there with you? Can I ride in your car to that place, to that destination? Again, if you're going downtown in a few minutes, can I catch a ride with you? Make sense. All right, good. Now let's move on to idiom number four. Another good one. Take off, take off. Now this just means to leave a place, especially by plane. Again, to leave a place, especially by plane. We normally say this when we're referring to riding a plane and we're taking off again, leaving a place, especially by plane. For example, <laughs> so I enjoy traveling, right? I travel a lot and I have to travel for work sometimes, right? If I'm traveling to either go to a seminar, to a conference or to speak somewhere. So when I'm on a plane, the plane is sitting right on the ground. I normally have everything set up. I normally fall asleep before takeoff. It's true. When I get on a plane, it's like immediately my body says it's time to fall asleep. Great rest, right? So I normally fall asleep before we leave, before we take off. I'm knocked out. I'm asleep. <laughs> Makes sense, right? Maybe you're the same way. So here's an example sentence. We're scheduled to take off at 5 PM. So please make sure you're at the airport on time. We're scheduled to take off at 5 PM. Don't be late. Next sentence, the plane is about to take off. So please fasten your seatbelts at this time. We're about to take off. So I need you all to please fasten your seatbelts. And finally, sentence number three, I'm excited to take off on my first international flight and explore a new culture. 
I'm sitting on the plane. I can't wait for the plane to take off. Once again, I'm excited to take off on my first international flight and explore a new culture. You got it? All right, good. Now we have one more English idiom, but before I tell you the idiom, I want to remind you, I have a free English newsletter. Every week, three times a week, I send out a new English resource, a new English lesson via email with tips and tricks and sometimes some coupons for you and special offers. So if you want to get my free English newsletter via email, all you have to do is hit the link in the comment section or in the description, or you can go to speakenglishwithtiffany.com forward slash newsletter. I would love to continue helping you throughout the week. All right. So here we go. The final idiom, idiom number five, road trip. Again, road trip. And it literally just means a long journey made by car. Again, in English, we say road trip. I love road trips. Again, going somewhere by car, listening to music, having long conversations with your friends, stopping at rest stops, getting good food. It's an amazing experience. Road trip. My dream is to go on a road trip across America. America is a huge country and I would love to go on a road trip with friends across America. In English, we say road trip. Make sense? All right, good. Now here's the first example sentence. We're planning a road trip to visit all the national parks. You got it? All right, here, next sentence. Our family loves taking road trips during the summer and discovering new places. Again, a long journey made by car. And finally, sentence number three. I'm looking forward to our road trip to the beach next month. Oh, I can't wait to go on this journey to the beach next month with my family and friends. I'm looking forward to our road trip to the beach next month. You got it? Excellent. All right. So you learned five new English idioms. I really hope you enjoyed this lesson. Don't forget, if you want more lessons from me, send via email for free. Go to www.speakenglishwithtiffany forward slash newsletter, and I'll start sending them to you today. Have a wonderful day, and I'll talk to you in the next lesson. You still there? <laughs> you know what time it is. It's story time. Hey, I said story time. <laughs> All right. Today's story actually happened on a trip that I just recently took a few weeks ago. I was on a plane and this happened before takeoff. Ooh, yes. You know that now. You know that. So this was before takeoff. Now, before I, I get into this story, I, I want to make sure you understand this aspect of American culture. In American culture, we have this idea of personal space, our own little bubble, right? There's a certain distance that we normally keep, right? This is our private area, right? We call it personal space. So if someone is close to you, as far as a close friend or family member, they can come into your personal space and you'll still feel comfortable. 
But if someone is a stranger, someone you don't know, and they come into your personal space, it's a bit uncomfortable. This is an aspect of American culture. This is important to the story because I was sitting in my seat on the plane before takeoff and I had my bag, I had everything ready. I like the window seat. I like to look out the window. And again, I mentioned, I normally fall asleep before takeoff. So I'll lean against the window. Now, sometimes when you're flying, you get lucky and there's an empty seat next to you. So you have a little bit more space. So anyways, a gentleman came and sat in the middle seat, right? There were three seats, the window seat, which I was sitting in, the middle seat, which this gentleman was sitting in, and then the aisle seat. No one was in the aisle seat. So I was hoping, ah, maybe the flight won't be full and maybe we can have some extra space. In America, this is normal. People actually enjoy when this happens. So the doors to the plane closed. I said, yes, we have an extra seat. But the gentleman that was sitting in the middle seat, I realized that I, he didn't know that the doors had closed and no one else was coming on the plane. Now, he was already sitting very close to me, very close. His legs were spread really wide. Please don't do that on the plane, gentlemen. Don't do that. It's uncomfortable for us. <laughs> they were spread very wide. And I wasn't mad, but they were spread wide. He was kind of leaning over towards me. And again, remember I said personal space. I said, okay. So the doors closed. I looked at him and he seemed very nice. I wasn't irritated. I knew he wasn't American. When I looked at him and he started speaking, I said, oh, he's not American. So I said, hey, I said, isn't it nice? No one's going to be sitting in the aisle seat. He said, oh, yeah. I said, okay, good. We're on the same page. I taught you that last time. So I expected him to move to the aisle seat so we would have an empty seat in the middle, right? So he and I both could have some extra space, personal space, right? It would be more comfortable. We could both take advantage of the middle seat. So I watched him. I watched him. He turned, and you know how they have the armrest. He lifted the armrest. I said, all right. I assumed he was going to slide to the aisle seat, right? No. He put the armrest down, excuse me, up, and then he lifted his legs, <laughs> and he put his legs on the aisle seat, and he leaned closer to me. Remember, I'm American, right? We're used to personal space, but I also recognize that he wasn't American and I have friends that aren't American and they say, Tiff, in our countries, we don't have this idea of personal space. We're okay with touching each other and we're just okay. So I realized that's what was happening. And he was just so happy that he could spread out his legs and lean closer towards me and he turned his little TV on. They had TVs on the back of the headrest and he continued watching his movie. And I just looked out the window and said, well, all right. <laughs> I actually chuckled to myself. Again, I wasn't irritated. I wasn't upset. Normally in this situation, if, if he had been American, again, we would have been on the same page and he would have moved. But normally a person would say, excuse me, would you mind sliding to the next seat? You know, we can have some extra space. But I didn't say anything. And I actually was quite amused that he just felt so comfortable that he didn't mind leaning close to me, leaning almost on me. And he was as happy as could be. So it was a very interesting plane ride. I ended up falling asleep again before takeoff. But the idea of personal space was totally gone to this man. He didn't even understand what personal space was. So it was an interesting flight. He ended up being a very nice guy. But maybe this has happened to you as well. What would you have done? 
Would you have been okay with it? Would you have said something? Let us know in the comment section if you're watching the video. I hope you enjoyed this story, guys, and I'll talk to you in the next lesson.